that was tango is about it's not about the, the gender or the sexual orientation it's about dancing with different people yeah. I, I don't care who you sleep with dancing with you is different than dancing with you mm -hmm. dancing with you with what you do with you so it's different that's why during the workshop I said to some of you we all have our favorites of course we have our <laughs> favorites and some of my favorites are not gay men. Mm. <laughs> 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 the window. <laughs> also sometimes known as the godfather of queer tango. I'm Liz Sabachik, and as manager of Tango Mercurio's Queer Tango program, I had the great honor of inviting Augusto to Washington, D.C. way back in 2019 as a guest artist. As a teacher, Augusto was humble and thoughtful, with a wicked sense of humor. Toward the end of his visit, Mercurio teamed up with the DC Queer Tango Collective for a brunch with Augusto, where locals could pick his brain about what he's learned over 20 years of dancing, teaching, and organizing for the queer community. The conversation touched on everything from the origins of tango to social codes to our dreams for queer tango's future. I won't try to cover it all here, but there were some particular gems that I thought worth surfacing. In the background, you'll hear babies fussing, tango music playing, laughter and questions, and even the occasional secondary conversation. I hope Augusto's humor and wisdom will shine through. Actually, the, the first queer tango festival ever in the world was in 2001 in Hamburg. And uh, they, they, I was invited to, be, to participate and uh, uh, I, I made like the, the opening show for that, the opening performance for that uh, festival with another friend of mine from Buenos Aires. Is there a reason why it didn't take place in Argentina? <laughs> <laughs> I think that one of the reasons was like, I had like some kind of opinion in those days. I don't know if it is very different nowadays. Uh, uh, tango in, in Buenos Aires has a background, has a history. And sometimes that history is difficult to, to change. It's difficult to break to, to break, mm -hmm. as we were speaking about before, mm -hmm. and uh, not impossible, but it takes time. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in different other in, in some other parts of the world, you just can take the tango and do whatever you want because you don't have like a background yeah, who's going that construct. Who who will right. tell you uh, it's not so holy. Right. Yeah. Back home in Buenos Aires, Augusto started teaching a weekly tango class. Then, in 2003, he started a milonga. That's a tango dance party. He called it La Marchal 
and it was the first gay milonga in Buenos Aires. When I decided to open my milonga, it were the students who said, okay, Augusto, this is very nice, we come together, we have a lesson, and then we go home. We want to have a place for fun, not, not a place just for the lesson. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, so after some time, I got in touch with, with somebody who gave us a space, a private place in like his own house. And uh, the first milonga is, was funny because there was, you had to ring the bell to get in because it was a private house. We didn't have a DJ. In those days, we still had CDs. So we put a CD on and it was all the way through all the CD. When it was over, change it! And people danced. Okay, I decided to call it Milonga Gay. Just for people to know that uh, if you go there, you will, you will find gay people. <laughs> but uh, I knew from the very first time that it, it had to be open to anybody. Because I thought, in, that, in those days, I thought, okay, this has to be like a gay disco, but for tango. In a gay disco, it does, uh, of course, it's full of gay, mm-hmm. but if a straight person wants to go, they just pay the ticket and go. Exactly, yeah. It became very popular at the beginning. <clears throat> it started to have lots of people. Because in those days, the milonga were, in general, number one, there were not so many milongas as, as you have nowadays in Buenos right, Aires. Right. Nowadays, in Buenos Aires, I think it's crazy. It's impossible to have 25 milongas a day. So in those days, it was not like that. There were a few milongas a day. And most of them were very traditional. Women one side, men the other side. Right, right, right. And suddenly, <coughs> a new place appeared where you don't have to expect like the traditional tango codes. For example, a traditional lady came for the first time because she wanted to know what this is about. Okay, will I have a place? Yes, sit here. And she started, and started but this is the men's side. <laughs> no, we don't have men's side. You want to change? Go change. Feel free. Since I started with La Marsala, I had many, many, many interviews from many different places. And when uh, yes, we danced together, everybody goes like, well, but that was the origins of tango. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And I say, yeah, well, could be, but I don't do it because I want to be more traditional than the traditional. <laughs> <laughs> I do it because I wanted to dance, I wanted to dance tango. I'm gay, I'm, I, I, if I can choose, I'd rather do it with my male partner than with my, f- I, I enjoy dancing with both but why not dancing with a man? Augusto was referring to a growing consensus among historians that men dancing together was vital to tango's origins. But that doesn't mean tango traditionalists were always supportive. Outside of the free culture of La Marchal, Augusto's experiences social dancing in Buenos Aires weren't always positive. When I started, I, I started dating uh, uh, Miguel, 2003 or four, and in those days, honestly, we were almost the only same-sex couples going to milongas. And uh, once we went to a place, to one milonga with another friend of ours, and the organizer 
came directly to us and uh, she said, hey, listen, the floor here is open, so if you want to dance together, feel free. So we were the only male couple dancing in a social way and we knew that what why we dance? We knew there were there were some dancers, some other people who disagree with what we were doing. It happened to me dancing, dancing with with Miguel. I remember in another milonga, dancing. Ah, ah, how nice! I go like in the edge as a good tanguero, <laughs> and then the man sitting on the first table, very traditional, and blah, 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 almost yelling that el tango es para machos oh, no. you know because i was right there in front of him at the moment so well, it's I funny that because to me and this is very personal <laughs> something that i think in that moment is that you're stupid for me it's not a, it's not i don't feel offended i i don't I don't feel offended. I think he's the stupid one. But for I, sorry, I know, but I know that for some other dancer could be very uh, difficult. We also heard about how the Buenos Aires scene started shifting, little by little. Some of the milongas started to appear like uh, gay friendly, open role. They, they give it. They give uh, this milonga different names. Mm -hmm. There was a moment in Buenos Aires that actually there was at least one of those every night. Yes. So some of them were not strictly queer or gay, but we knew that uh, you, can you can dance. Yes. So that also helped <coughs> to relax a little bit the tango uh, society and uh, nowadays there are many milongas who you can go and dance. There are some others who say you cannot. You cannot in the sense that they can say to you, hey, no, 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 not here, go. Or they, they, don't, they don't, how do you say, kick you out? They don't, they don't say that you have to leave the milonga, but you cannot dance with another man. Augusto talked a lot about Mariana do Campo, a fellow queer tango trailblazer and his longtime co-organizer for the Tango Queer International Festival. It's clear that their friendship has had a big influence on how Augusto thinks about queer tango today. So even though we were doing these tango lessons in, for the gay community, I, I thought that it was the only one. After, after, no, 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 I tell you why this. Because after some time, teacher, I found out that there was another girl doing the same thing for the lesbian community. Uh, we met, we 
starting to know each other. She had her milonga, I had my milonga. And in 2006, we decided to do the, the festival in Buenos Aires. And ever since, it's more or less the same relationship. When we agree on, so on something, it's 100%. And when we disagree on something, it's 100%. <laughs> but when, when, when we match, it works perfectly. Yeah. And we learn to deal with each other in a good way. When I called my milonga de milonga, I was not in touch at all with the idea of queer. I didn't even know that existed. Oh yes, I know it existed because of the festival in Hamburg, but in those days I thought it was just a name. Mm -hmm. Okay, talking a lot about this with Mariana because I had to learn myself about that. Uh, queer was the possibility actually to be more open, not to have like the fixed right. standard situation. If you're a woman, you have to follow. So, and the queer community was supposed to be open to just anybody. If you're gay or not gay, it doesn't matter, but if you want to only follow, it should be okay for the queer community. Mm -hmm. If you only want to lead, it should be okay for the gay community. Mm -hmm. If you're a straight man who only wants to lead, it should be okay for the gay community. Should be, because it's not not always is. For some queer people still feel that if you're queer you have to do everything. No. No. Not not for me, for Augusto. It's our jobs as individuals to know what we want and to know what we expect. And even me, myself, in like, in, it was funny in San Francisco, they introduced me as the godfather of queer tangos, oh. or the grandfather of whatever. <laughs> I'm sure it was godfather. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You know what? Actually, I don't know which connotation. Do you know what? Walter from, uh, Walter from, uh, from uh, New York. York. He, he says directly grandfather. Anyway, but my point is, even that I started with this many, many years ago, I am still in this situation that when I, when I face some moments, I have to say, okay, I'm going to stop, think, open your mind, listen to this person, what this person has to say about, because for me, for me, Augusto nowadays, Something new that I have to learn, still learn about, is about the people who doesn't want to be treated as him or her, mm -hmm. but something in between. For me, it's something yes. strange to, 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 to understand and to, not to accept, to understand more than accept, because accept is not a problem, really a problem. But uh, we all have to go through those things every single day, every single day. And I think that we are always afraid of the things we don't know. Mm -hmm. And we know what gay is about. Right. But mm -hmm. many, many, many straight people don't know what gay is about. Right. Many straight people still feel or, or believe that being gay is just having sex. Right. Uh, right. You know? Right. And uh, because it happened to me, mm -hmm. straight men coming to my milonga, Going up the stairs, ah, but you dance. 
Well, this is a milonga, yes, we dance. What, what did you think? What did you think we were doing here? I find, it, I find it very weird that they would go there and not start dancing. Like, it's like, okay, what did you, why did you come here? What are you expecting, sir? Just give me your number and I'll give it to you later. But, but honestly, yeah. you know, so when we don't know what, what the what the situation over there behind the counter is about, right, right. We, we start to, oh, oh my God. Augusto may still be learning about non-binary identity, but he had several anecdotes showing how he thinks beyond the gender binary in his own life. Nowadays there is a thing going on that, okay, there can be more chances that either a man or a woman, mm -hmm. yes? Yeah. One, once somebody asked me, okay, and how, when you follow, there was a journalist from I don't know where. When you follow, you're doing something that usually women do. I said, yes. And how do you feel about it? Because you're doing something that women do. And say, well, that's not a question I have to answer. That's a question you have to answer. Gay men don't have a problem doing, something, doing things that women do. That's a problem for straight men. I had this uh, Italian lady, crazy Italian lady, coming to my milonga. <laughs> And she used to live around the corner from my flat. And once I, once I met, him, met her in the street, I was with my husband, and uh, she was with her boyfriend. And, uh, okay, okay, you are together. But when you are together, who is the woman? <laughs> you know, and her, her boyfriend said to her, hey, what are you asking? <laughs> But still that idea is, is still around, you know? It's like, I said, Julia, there is no woman. Don't you see? There is no woman. A dancer from our local community told a story about a woman he met at a milonga who seemed offended when he asked if she wanted to lead or follow. She said as a woman, she would follow. But after a few minutes of conversation, her attitude changed, and she even ended up apologizing for her initial response. Here's what Augusto had to say. As, as gay people, sometimes we demand for tolerance. Mm. So how tolerant are we against the other, towards the other people? Well, some so, people won't dance with a woman like that. Exactly, exactly. But it's just two minutes conversation with that woman was enough. So what I mean is that we know we are in some, some kind, if you want, in, in some kind of revolution with this queer thing. That's engaged. And sometimes we have to... You say also engage. engage the people. Sometimes we have to teach the people what this is about. Not what this is about, like, hey, look, I'm going to show you something new. I'm going to show you some other possibilities. And then, now you know. And now that you know, if you want to agree with me, it's great. And if you don't, go on with your life. But at least to let them know. When asked whether he thinks there will always be a need for queer tango, Augusto had a clear position. I hope it disappears in terms that we don't need queer tango to be able to go and dance whoever you want to dance with. But that's part of the evolving. It's, that's part of the the process we have to go through. 
for me, is part of this uh, social changes. It cannot happen, okay, tomorrow we all wake up and we are all open-minded. It has to change little by little. Massive thanks to Augusto for sharing his knowledge and experience so candidly. The music featured throughout this podcast is a recording of Roberto Firpo's Alma de Bohemio, performed by Francisco Canaro y su Orquesta Típica, thanks to the Internet Archive. Thanks also to the DC Queer Tango Collective for hosting brunch that day. And thanks to all the dancers of yesterday, today, and tomorrow who open their minds and their arms to keep this dance we love evolving. Thank you.